Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Yes, the PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mint. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon, live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. A lot of NFL voices that have joined us over the season. Coming up, Jeff Hughes on the Bears, who covers the Bears. Uh, Dave Syndicate on the Packers. We couldn't get our Viking guy, Ted Glover, but we've got Nick Athen. He covers the Chiefs. He's in South Beach or in South Florida. That's where the game is played. PrimetimeSportsTalk.com is where you can read Nick. I will get to his final score, or we'll get to his final score here coming up here, how he sees this game. But, Nick, good to talk to you. Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, now let me do it differently. Uh, what, what's, kept you, what's kept you up at night thinking about, boy, the, the, the Niners, they got, this is going to be tough. Chiefs are going to win the game, but, boy, oh, boy, what's, uh, what's kept you up? What worries you when you look at this Niners team? Yeah, uh, you know, my answer is going to surprise you. Nothing. Mo, um, I just, I just think this is a moment in time where you can kind of see how everything's going to unfold. I, I could be wrong. Um, yes, they've got a great front four, but you know the Chiefs have five, six offensive weapons, including Patrick Mahomes, that can throw it to anybody on any given play, and it can be somebody different that has a big game. You know, does it concern me that the pass rush, you know, is, is going to be over dominant on the tackles? You know, maybe, but we've got two of the better right and left tackle combinations in all of football. Um, defensively, can they stop the run? I mean, they're, they're a two- or a three-headed monster, uh, depending on the injury to Coleman. Um, I, I, I just I just look at this game, and I, I, I've been in South Florida. I've listened to all the national pundits. I've talked to people on the street. Everybody says the same thing. Uh, the 49ers' defense is too dominant. The rush game is too dominant. The Chiefs are not going to win this football game. Even though all they talk about beyond that is Patrick Mahomes for the other 59 minutes of an hour, so I just I just think that the Chiefs have the ultimate trump card in, in, in Patrick Mahomes, and uh, he's carried this team uh, in what I think has been a, a terrific turnaround since Tennessee uh, back in Week 10, which I think was the was the was the defining moment for this team. Um, so to answer your question in a long-winded way, I'm not concerned that the 49ers are going to beat the Chiefs. I'm concerned the Chiefs are going to beat the Chiefs. Mm. So, Patrick Mahomes is the odds-on favorite to win the MVP of this one. If it isn't him, though, for the Chiefs, who do you like? Who do you like to come out there and, and have the kind of game to win Super Bowl MVP? And maybe something that I throw a couple shekels on as <laughs> I, I do like to wager a little bit. I, I think that I think the MVP of this game is going to be Damian Williams. Uh, he has been really? a touchdown machine. And all the postseason games. I mean, look at his postseason. What, four He's postseason been great. games, eight, nine touchdowns. 
in the red zone, he's been that guy they've been missing. You know, he's been the guy they've been missing since they had Kareem Hunt. If they don't want to rely on the pass, because here's here's what's going to be key in this game. Defensively, I think that the 49ers are going to give the Chiefs the middle of the field into the 28-25 yard line, and after that, they're going to compact that defense and they're going to make it really difficult. And Damian Williams is going to be the guy that I personally believe is going to make the difference in the running and the passing. He and Patrick Mahomes are on the same page. You kind of got a hint of, of what Andy Reid might do uh, in that Tennessee game in the, in the third quarter when they held the ball for seven, eight minutes, and they basically featured Williams and ran the ball seven, eight times on that drive. So I, I think, to me, they're going to be so focused on all the other weapons. You know, they're going to want to put Alexander, you know, on Kelsey, and they're going to leave Williams and think, okay, he's not going to duplicate that success. And I think that's ultimately going to be the 49ers' demise defensively. Williams has been unbelievable in this playoff uh, run, Nick. He's, uh, I, I, didn't, I thought that was the Achilles heel of this offense, is, you know, because uh, McCoy's not the same guy, and, uh, but Williams yeah. has really carried this running game. Here's my concern, uh, and, and you're right. I mean, as I've, I've told you many times, I have no concerns about Mitchell Schwartz on the right side. Uh, Eric Fisher, first overall pick, what, uh, six or seven years ago now uh, in the NFL draft. Nick Bosa, and they move Bosa around, but does Fisher, do they need to help Fisher with Nick Bosa? Because I think Nick's, Nick Bosa is going to have a major, major say in this football game. Yeah, I think he's better than his brother, but they're going to have to kind of see. I think, you know, one thing that's good about Andy Reid is he makes adjustments pretty quickly. So if they have to bring a tight end off the bench and pull one of the receivers, you know, to, to, to chip Bosa a little bit, double-team him, you know, then I, I think that's what they'll do. But, you know, I, I listen, I think Fisher, you know, kind of got a bad rap. Um, you know, he had that surgery early in the season. You know, there was some thought that maybe he may not be able to come back at all. He worked his tail off. And he has been downright dominant um, in the postseason in the last half, the last four or five games of the season. He came back, you know, particularly in that Patriots game where he was just outstanding. Um, so I, I, I'm not as concerned about Fisher. He's a veteran. He's experienced now, um, you know. And plus, you know, I, I want to see another, you know, touchdown uh, <laughs> celebration with. Uh, with Fisher, that was, that was pretty awesome. Uh, call your shot, Nick. Uh, I know you're going to pick the Chiefs. Uh, is it a convincing win? Is it a tight game? How do the Chiefs win this football game? And how big? Uh, how much will they win it by? I, I personally think that we're going to see something we haven't seen in quite a while uh, with the Chiefs, and that's going to mean they're going to come out scoring points. I think uh, their folks have been around, you know, down in, in South Florida, uh, talked to my people. You know, they are as focused as they've been. They know they have to start out hot. I think they're going to come out firing on all cylinders. Uh, I think they're gearing, as Eric the enemy says, to score touchdowns on every play. I, I think they're going to be extremely difficult to stop. Um, I like their chances in this game. I think it's going to be 41-34 to 34 with a 34 points coming in kind of late uh, for San Francisco. Um, I just think this is the Chiefs' year. You know, Super Bowl four, Super Bowl 54. We can finally pass the torch from Lenny Dawson to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, the city's going to celebrate. Um, I don't think, unless the Chiefs beat themselves, they're losing on Sunday. We'll talk to you Monday and recap it, Nick. Good luck to uh, good luck to you and uh, the entire Chiefs fan base listening here today and those folks that uh, follow you the, on Twitter. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, talk good to, to talk to you. All right. The Bears saw the Chiefs. Yeah. Do you remember that one? 
Sunday night football. Yeah. Mitchell Trubisky didn't play well. <laughs> I can say that about a lot of Sundays. Uh, Jeff Hughes, DeBearsBlog.com. Uh, he he will uh, he'll he'll jump on board that one. Um, that didn't go well that night. Uh, this Chiefs Niners matchup seemingly Jeff uh, has everybody so excited. Uh, you know, seldom lives up to the hype. This one might. Uh, do you remember week number two going all the way back? Uh, I do. Uh, what I'd say about this matchup is, and I've heard so many people say one phrase that I don't understand, which is the Chiefs can't let the, the Niners get out ahead the way they have the past few weeks because of the Niners' run game. Well, the Titans got out ahead of them, and the Titans had a running back that was legitimately unstoppable for about a month and a half. I think this Chiefs team is wired in a way that we haven't quite seen in a long time. They don't seem to care what the score is. And I think a lot of that comes back to the fact that they've got the best quarterback in football. And he has a short memory, and he's never out of a game. And while I love the Niners' pass rush, and I think they'll fluster Mahomes for a lot of this game, I just don't know how you keep this team from scoring a bunch of points. And that's the benefit of having a great quarterback. Seen two teams built two different ways, kind of put in the Bears' spin on this year. I mean, what's more likely, and we look in the, the next two, three, four years, how the Bears rebuild this roster? Is it to find the right quarterback and look like the Chiefs, or is it the conventional way, and certainly the conventional way for the Monsters of the Midway, and do it like the 49ers? I mean, the Bears are built, Trent. I mean, the Bears have the roster. They have one of the best rosters in the league. They also have one of the five worst quarterbacks in the league. <laughs> and what you're seeing is... It does not matter how good that roster is if you can't complete passes down the field, if you can't read defense, if you can't get into the right protections at the right times, if you're running RPOs to the wrong sides. There's no way to survive a quarterback who every single metric tells you is bottom five in the league. So, I mean, Garoppolo is sort of a serviceable game manager, but he has not made big mistakes. He's made the plays they need him to make, similar to the way Tannehill played in Tennessee. You're seeing that if you have a good roster and you have a quarterback who can just be middle of the road or better, you're going to be competing for championships. And the Bears didn't have a quarterback middle of the road. They had a quarterback at the very bottom of the road. And if that does not improve next year, they're not going to be any better than 8-8. Eight and, eight. And, and I'll tell you this, just look at their season. 8-8 eight and eight for the quarterback play they got is an astounding record. <laughs> you can... They're, there are a couple games here or there from being a 10-win team with Mitch Trubisky playing quarterback at a level that even surprises Bears fans, which is shocking to say. Well, we were going to ask you, you know, if you could wave your magic wand during the offseason, what's the single biggest need, what's the single biggest change that you would uh, bring to the team that uh, you write about and cover? And I'm guessing you've already answered that question, Jeff. I sure have. <laughs> uh, listen, I, I think Mitch is going to be given every opportunity to come back and win that starting job. I do not think he's going to be christened with the job immediately. There are names out there that are going to become interesting. First, we have to see where the Tom Brady domino falls. Rumors about Tennessee, rumors about Tampa Bay. Those rumors are going to keep circulating all over the place. So until he settles in somewhere, you sort of wait and see. Uh, does bringing in a Marcus Mariota and hoping for a, a second career a la Tannehill, does that excite fans? I doubt it. Does bringing in Phil Rivers and seeing if he has that one year – you know, the one thing Phil Rivers' career is missing is that, is that Super Bowl title. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he wasn't good this year, but he was way better than Mitch Trubisky this year. And if you can bring a guy like Rivers in and see if he can just muster it up for one big year with this defense 
And with that brain at quarterback and not making the big mistake, I think that's the place to go. And, and listen, at the worst-case scenario there is that Mitch plays great all offseason and beats him out of the job. But if I'm the Bears, I'm, I'm giving Rivers a good look here and saying, we have a roster ready to win. You don't have a title. Is this a place you want to finish up? My ears perked up when you mentioned Brady, two destinations, Tampa and Tennessee. If it's one of those two and you had a choice between Jameis Winston, Winston, who's incredibly talented and throws a lot of picks, or Tannehill, who's a better fit for the Bears next year out of those two quarterbacks? I would probably say Tannehill uh, because I don't think you can throw the number of interceptions Jameis throws in Chicago. There's just too much media. The fans are too crazy. In Tampa, they have like 11, 12 fans. Right. There's like one guy who sort of who sort of covers the team, but he's also, you know, he also covers golf. So it's, like, it's not a football city. <laughs> In Chicago, you can't throw 30 picks. You won't be able to go out to dinner. He, he will be booed everywhere he goes. So... So I listen. Jameis is the most uh, entertaining player, maybe in the whole game. Every play, you just have to watch him play because you don't know who's scoring. Either team can score. The ball can go anywhere. But he's not the Chicago Bears kind of guy. Tannehill would come in. He'd run a little bit. He'd throw a little bit. He'd avoid the big mistake. You'd get a passer rating. I think in Chicago a little bit lower than what he did this year, somewhere in the high nineties. And he would never lose you a game. So he makes sense for the Bears. I still don't see him leaving Tennessee. Things are too good for him there right now. But if they bring in Brady, I can't. I also can't see him staying. So uh, I would say Tannehill over Jameis. But again, I, I would go that Phil. I, I think Phil Rivers, if they can sit with him and convince him that that this roster is ready to win a title now, and he's the missing piece, I do wonder if that'll be enough to inspire him to one more great year. Call your shot on Sunday, Jeff Hughes. Who wins the game, and uh, do they win it convincingly? Is it a close game? How do you see it? I do not think anybody wins this game convincingly. I just the, the teams are too evenly matched. The Niners can run it. The Niners rush the passer. That's a great formula for playoff football. And as you've seen, they've just dominated their opponents, although I don't think either of those opponents were all that oppressive. I'll take the Chiefs. Um, I want to take the over. So let me go 30-27. Could easily see this game in overtime. Uh, easily see someone's going to have the ball in the fourth quarter with a chance to win it. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping for these things, too, because we all want an entertaining mm-hmm. football. The game takes so darn long. And uh, I say to the Chiefs, it just feels like Andy Reid had everything break for him this year. This is it. He didn't have to face Belichick. He didn't have to face the Ravens. He, he got the perfect pathway in. He's got the quarterback. Go cement your Canton legacy Go cement your place in the Hall of Fame, Andy Reid, and win this game. Good stuff, Jeff Hughes. Thank you. All right, guys, take care. Thank you. Good to talk to you. All right, uh, so the wish list is a quarterback in uh, in Chicago. <laughs> is that a deep list by any means for Jeff Hughes? No. Uh, he's uh, Dave Sinekin. Uh, you can follow Dave on uh, on Twitter. You can also listen to him on KFAN on Sunday mornings during the football season, Saturday mornings the rest of the year. Uh, he's theheadcheese.com, and he joins us. Dave, what's your biggest wish you could you get to wave your magic wand fix the green bay packers or make them better what's the one thing you hope happens this offseason over the others well we know the defense needs some help we saw that uh, a couple sundays ago and bears guy took his uh expected backhanded swipe at the packers guy i heard right there yeah. but my number one wish would be adding speed to the offense i think you look at these two teams in the super bowl and what sets them apart is speed, and I think Green Bay needs an infusion of speed, and I think they have to get more athletic at uh, the wide receiver position. 
at the tight end position, and even another running back uh, or returner to uh, to infuse some speed to help Aaron Rodgers in his golden years. That would be my number one wish. Interesting. Well, uh, let's get your perspective on the game. You, of course, saw uh, firsthand San Francisco, what they can do running the football a couple weeks back. When you look at this matchup here, We've heard both sides, both perspectives. Uh, Ken and I are on opposite sides of this game. How do you see it playing out? Uh, I, I do think, and maybe it is wishful thinking, it just has all the makings of a classic game because as I heard Jeff say, and I think a lot of people agree, these are two very evenly matched teams mm-hmm. and two really talented teams from from top to bottom. I think the one statistic that stands out for me when you look for weaknesses uh, is Kansas City's defense and uh, their inability to stop the run throughout the year. They've been a bottom quarter, bottom 25% defense against the run, and we know San Francisco has the ability to run out of almost any formation. I do think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to put up yards, and the passing game is going to be more prolific than we've seen. But I just think San Francisco's ability to run the ball and the Chiefs' uh, defense's struggles against the run are a pretty stark mismatch, and that's why I give the 49ers the edge on Sunday. Uh, what did you make yesterday of, uh, I think it was yesterday, uh, Zardarius Smith, certainly uh, during uh, during the Super Bowl week, said that uh, the Packers weren't ready to play, and he hopes that uh, going forward that they leave earlier, whether that's a day earlier than they normally would. When they're going to the West Coast, I'm referring to, he didn't think they were ready to play against the Niners, and he hopes that the Packers will travel early uh, to future West Coast games. What did you make about that? Yeah, you know, from the moment uh, the Packers brought in Zedarius Smith, he instantly became my favorite player. Just from the way he led the defensive unit, how everybody spoke about his work habits and how important it was for him to try to build this the team's chemistry. But I hated those comments, guys. I just, you're not ready to play uh, in the NFC Championship game. I mean, that, that's, that opens up a whole can of worms. I think it's an excuse. I think it was a, a team that got out-schemed and outplayed and, and got beat by a team that's stronger. Uh, but to say you're not ready to play, I just think is, uh, from a fan's perspective, you just your jaw drops. It's like, seriously? You, you you get to this point with a Hall of Fame quarterback and you're telling us you're not ready to play? Uh, I thought it was a bad choice of words. I don't think he truly believes it. Uh, it's an excuse, and uh, uh, I, I don't want to hear those kind of comments from players on the team I support anymore. We're uh, going to find out tomorrow night the Pro Football Hall of Fame class and a guy with Packers ties that... I hadn't thought a whole lot about until I started looking at some numbers throughout the week. Is Leroy Butler? He is up there in terms of interceptions, sacks. He was an impact I love player. A Packer. Troy Palomalu is going to be in. John Lynch also might be in. He also got Atwater, another defensive back. So maybe that's going to make it tough here. But I think at least a case can be made for Butler. You know, I'm so glad you brought it up. Um, not only that, he was the, the uh, first Lambo leaper, so mm, yeah, that right. whole party started. Yeah, that alone, that alone <laughs> could get you in ten. Um, but I do think Butler's career has been lost. And if you if you put all of his statistics up against Lynch and Atwater, he, he blows them out of the water. It's not even close, guys. I mean, those guys are terrific players and, and maybe worthy of the hall. But I think Butler. Should get in before Lynch and Atwater. I don't think he will. I think Lynch will get in, whether it's TV or GM. Um, But if you look at the stats of Leroy Butler against Lynch and Atwater, you'll see Butler's stats are are stronger than both those guys. And he's kind of been lost in the shuffle. And I do think it's going to be a a long shot for Leroy Butler to get in because of all the terrific safeties that have come along. It's been a position that has gotten a lot of love traditionally from Ken and Palomalu. uh, Deservedly, you know, should be in the hall and he'll get in. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed. I, I'm expecting the worst. Maybe I'll be surprised, but 
that's a guy I'll be watching every year because I think his chances are going to start to slip away, and I think that would be a real shame. Uh, Dave Sinekin, theheadcheese.com. Dave, thank you for uh, joining us all season long and uh, what you did for us with the Packers. We'll catch up with you as the draft approaches or the schedule come out, comes out or the need arises. Thank you, Dave. Really appreciate it. Look forward to it, guys. Always enjoyed it. Enjoy the game on Sunday. You do the same. Thank you, Dave. Dave Sinekin, uh, theheadcheese.com. Uh, Leroy Butler, hell of a Packer, Trent. Yes, he was. Boy, he was good. The numbers stack up incredibly well. 37 career interceptions. That's more than the guys that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Over 20 sacks. So it was a guy that could do it on both kind of sides of the safety position. I think Lynch is a cinch. Well, I shouldn't say that. I thought he's been a cinch before and he hasn't got in. Palomalo's think, a cinch. Well, cinch, yeah. He's yeah. he's home free. Yes. But of the next group, I think Lynch is probably, well, we'll see. We'll find out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will hear from Bama Bob next. So what's the tally? Is it about 3-3, three, three, mm-hmm. right down the middle? You and I are going to be we're on right opposite down the sides. Oh, man. What about the callers if we're going to have a consensus? On, on who they're going to take when yeah. we open it up for Claxons? 2-2? Two, 2-2, two? Two, two probably. Because we're using pick them, right? We're right. not using the points, yeah. right? All right, we'll come back. Uh, Bama Bob and then Claxons, and then we'll opine on how we see the game. But before we do that... We've got uh, t- got an opportunity to help you pay your bills. We haven't had a kicks in a winter yet. Let's change that. Uh, it's time to pay your bills with iHeartRadio and 1460 KXNO, along with 106.3 FM. Text the keyword SUPER right now to 200-200. That's your chance to win a grand. SUPER to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. All right, more football conversation next as we take you until noon on Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO and now on 106.org. All right, welcome back. Our final football voice. Going to join us, Pamela Bob, Titans fan. Sure, you knew that, Trent, or our audience knew. Yeah, it's always college football with Bama. It is college football first and foremost with Bama, but on Sundays he is a Titans fan. He watched his team go down to the Chiefs the last time we saw football of the NFL variety, not including uh, the Pro Bowl. Uh, Derrick Henry is a former uh, Crimson Tide, and he was unstoppable throughout the final few weeks of the season. But then the Chiefs of all teams, Bama, uh, kind of... um, limited him didn't stop him but limited him we see this Niners running game and that's where a lot of folks that are on the Niners side thinks they have a big edge but Derrick Henry's as good as anybody in the game and the Chiefs uh, uh, rush defense kind of um, neutralized him how are you and how big of a how big of a uh, a factor will that be do you think uh, coming up on Sunday oh I think it's kind of the listen this, this game to me is just the classic offense defense you know i know a lot there was a lot of chatter you know before the title games were played out that you know man you know what a sexy matchup it would be you know if you had rogers and mahomes and that sort of thing kind of the you know the maybe a passing of the torch a little bit if you want to look at it that way that would have been a terrible game because (laughs) the green face defense is so bad but um look i saw pat mahomes play twice um once in person the regular season game up in nashville i was there and that was the one who was coming off the the dislocated knee. It was his first game back. You could tell he was tentative. That's the one with the crazy field goal block mm-hmm. at the end and all that kind of you know craziness. Very exciting game, but you could tell he was tentative. And 
I don't think he ran one time in that game, Ken. And then you flip that, was it seven, eight, nine weeks, however many weeks later, to the title game, and he just was just torturing that, that Titans defense. You know, you saw the run down the sideline, and he's got all the weapons and Kelsey and, and Tyreek Hill and, uh, you know, Sammy Watkins a little bit out on the edge. And then, of course, a pretty good running back in Damian Williams. And he, he is, he just has an ability. And I, you know, Tennessee jumps out to a 10-0 lead, 17-7. And then I, I don't know what it was. They just, they flipped it. And you're, you're right. They, they stopped Derrick Henry. Um, and I think a lot of that was sort of daring Ryan Tannehill to beat him. And Tannehill was, you just go look up his numbers. He was outstanding both in the red zone and, uh, you know, just overall this year. But, I mean, they put up 24 points, and usually that 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 can, you know, be enough to win a game or keep you in a game, especially a championship game. But what Mahomes did was unbelievable. But he's facing a defensive front, Ken, that I think, mm-hmm. at least the front seven, is as good as maybe since that Ravens Super Bowl team. Um, that, that front line, the front four is ridiculous. The linebackers are great. If there's a quote-unquote weakness, I know Sherman gets a lot of attention, and he's very good, and he's a pro Bowl player. But if there is a weakness, it might be a little bit in their secondary. And But is Mahomes going to have enough time to throw? I mean, it's, it's just such a fascinating matchup. And, uh, I mean, I can't wait for it because I think it's going to be a hell of a lot more exciting than last year's <laughs> news fest between the What Rams was that last year, 10-3, 13-16-3? Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, it was it was yeah. boring, is what it was. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, you talk about Derrick Henry. I mean, he look what he did against the Patriots and what he did against the uh, the Ravens was was historical. That's all the only way you can put it. And then Kansas City, like you said, didn't totally shut him down. I thought Tennessee kind of got away from the game plan a little bit. And what really hurt them was the the classic end of the half. You know the, oh, the, the run the score right at the, yeah the score the run at the end of the half and then they get the ball at the second half and our uh, Kansas City did and Dean Pease is a great defensive coordinator. He just retired and they had no answers for him and so I I I think we might see one of those kind of wow moments from Mahomes in a Super Bowl that you're just gonna you're gonna go back ten fifteen twenty years and you know it's it's kind of one of the the Lynn Swan catch comes to mind, you know, from from those of us who are old enough to remember that, mm. you know, the David Tyree catch and just some of these other plays in the Super Bowl that have just, you know, kind of just iconic plays. I think we might we could get one of those from Mahomes. He's just that good. He just plays it at such another level. But it ought to be fun. The contrast of styles and. Um, it's just all going to, to me, I know everybody says, you know, hey, stack the box, let Jim, make Jimmy G beat you. I think Garoppolo can beat you. I do, they, too. They were, they were talking about, oh, he only threw eight passes. Well, why the hell would you throw more than that when you can run for 900 yards on the ground like he did, you know, they did against the Packers? But I just, I think he can beat you. They got, you know, Debo Samuel's a weapon. Monster, um, the running back is great. But, you know, we know what they're going to try to do. But I think, I think. He can't beat you if he has to, but uh, to me, it all comes down to Mahomes. If you you've got to keep him under control, you've got to somehow make him uncomfortable. I don't know if you can really confuse him because he's that smart. I just think I, mean, I love what Robert Sala, who who should be a head coach yes, in the NFL, why he's not. I don't know. Same with the enemy. Um, listen, some of these hires you look. I mean, Joe Judge, please, <laughs> uh, whoever the guy is that they hired in Cleveland, and maybe they'll work out great, but. 
you can't tell me that those two guys don't deserve a job. But uh, I think the key is just can they affect Mahomes? I've seen him in person. I've seen, I've watched him, you know, in the AFC Championship game, and it's just you you have to affect him somehow. Hit him, make him uncomfortable. You know, even throwing on the run, you know, making scrambling out of the pocket is not really a, an answer because Mm-mm. he can just and, and you know he can every arm angle can, doesn't matter. Oh, he can throw the ball 50 yards on the run, and if yeah. you just let him drop back and heave it, my God, he can just throw it, what, 70 yards in the air and let Hill go underneath it. It, it's, it really is. A, his arm strength is – Brett Favre had the best arm I've ever seen, and I think Mahomes is better. It's it's just amazing. But um, it, can they affect him? Because if you sit back there and just let him pick you apart, he will pick you apart and he'll embarrass you, and uh, I don't know. I, I – I like the Niners in the game. I think it's going to be close. I, I'm going to say 27, 24, something like that. But I think we got a, I, we have a chance. I think to have a really classic, memorable Super Bowl. Niners in the under for Bama. Trent. Ah, look at that. Well, Bama, do you get into the goofiness that is the Super Bowl prop bets? Is it about <laughs> what you're going to have for your last football feast of the year? What uh, what's the kind of extracurriculars here as you get ready for the final game? Yeah, I. I read them. I don't. I don't really put much on them. I mean, to me, it's just. It's always just been. You know, you kind of get the. It's just. I don't know. Our family, for whatever reason, we've always watched the Super Bowl together. You have kids in college now, and and you know they're kind of off doing their own thing, but they're all coming home, and we're just going to sit down and we're you know we'll grill something or whatever, and no matter really who's playing, I mean we're Titans fans, so my God, we had, you know they haven't been there in what twenty years, yeah. so. Uh, you, you, a lot of times, most of the time, we don't really have a rooting interest in it. Um, you know, it's fun to root against the Patriots like everybody else, <laughs> not New England. But uh, I don't know. That's just kind of our thing. I, I, I wish it was on a Saturday night instead of a Sunday night. Ditto. Because, man, is it hard to get up and go to work the next day. But, you know, uh, I don't really – I think anyone – I thought there was a prop bet that Kyle Shanahan will bowl a 28-3 to lead. Awesome. There That's is, another, yes. And that's another thing to me is this is a big – I mean, both these coaches have a lot. Andy uh-huh. Reid is legacy, man. Yep. I mean, what is – you know, second Super Bowl, I don't know, what did you make, five NFC Championship games yep. with the Eagles? This is the second one now with the Chiefs. Second Super Bowl. I mean, he's going to – he's going to – he loses this. He's in that Marv Levy kind of conversation, if you Dan will. Dan Reeves. You know, nothing, yeah, Grant. exactly. By Grant. And, but then Shanahan on the other side, right now, guys, he's when you mention it, his legacy is the blown twenty eight to three lead against the Patriots and you know, calling a pass play and when he should have ran it and Hightower comes in and, you know, strip sack of Ryan and off they go and you know I if you run two minutes off the clock, maybe they're the champions. I don't who knows. I mean, but both coaches have a lot on the line. I think Reed more so just because he's older. I how agree. Many more, you know, although with Mahomes, you, you say, well, how many more chances are you going to get? As long as you have Patrick Mahomes, you're going to be in the mix every year for about for the next 10, I think. But uh, Shanahan, again, um, they've been the best team, I think, all year. You go look at their record, and they're, they're, they're not three games, Kenny. They're about three plays from being perfect. And that, the Julio mm-hmm. Jones catch – was what was he in? Was he not in? What two? I don't know. I think he was in, but it was really close, Bama. Really close. You had the field goal in overtime. I think. Uh, I mean, just just in the against you know, the Seattle. Game, yep. 
Yeah, and then the Ravens game came down, you know, to a, like one play at the end. I mean, they yep. are that close uh, to to being historic, and I just think they're the most complete team. But man, that guy! I'm telling you, I've seen him in person, and I didn't get to see full Mahomes in person again because he was coming off the his first game back, and he wasn't as you could tell he was a little hesitant. But my, man, you can really see the talent there, yeah, I... and he is fully healthy now, and. He's just an X factor like I don't think we've seen. And I'm really, as much as I was hoping for the Titans to be in that game, uh, if if they couldn't make it, I'm glad we're going to get to see Patrick Mahomes on the biggest stage in all of sports. And I hope he puts on a show that, that we remember for a long time. Bama, great stuff, my friend. We're out of time. We will uh, talk to you in the weeks to come. Thank you, Bama Bob. All right, guys. Take care. Enjoy the game. Yep, good to talk to you. Bama Bob is, uh, we talk... Super Bowl, and we are split down the middle. Tiebreaker comes to the callers. Oh, what callers? It's time for Claxon's Barbecue Giveaway. Let's uh, get the first four callers right now. We've got uh, four, well, we've got four questions for you. You'll give us four answers. If you get the most right, $35. The runner-up, $25, First four callers in get the opportunity to play for Claxon's Barbecue and Altoona. Break time. We'll come back, finish out the program. Miller and Condon with you until noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.9. The night today. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, time to give away some Claxon's Barbecue. Claxon's 3131 8th Street, southwest in Altoona. You check them out online, Claxon, BBQ, C-L-A-X, onbbq.com 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. We will give you four games. You give us four answers. If you get the most right, you will win yourself a $35 gift certificate. The runner-up gets 25. Jarrett, Bill, Kelly, Jim, in that order. Jarrett, you are first. How are you? Good. How are you? Who is, uh, is coin flip tomorrow? Heads or tails? Uh, heads. I mean, not tomorrow, Sunday. Heads for you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Niners are the Chiefs. Who you can take? Chiefs. George Kittle, will he go over or under 75 and a half receiving yards? Uh, over. Uh, the Hawkeyes play Illinois. They play him in Iowa City on Sunday. I was a five and a half point favorite. Uh, Iowa. Uh, total points in the Super Bowl. Here's the tiebreaker, Jarrett. Closest without going over total points. Uh, 52. 52. Who do you like to win, by the way? The Chiefs. You took the Chiefs. Gotcha. Thank you. Thank you. See you, Jarrett. There's one on the right side. There's one on your side. Let's see if Bill, what side Bill is going to fall on. Bill, how are you? Thanks God it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday is right. Uh, Coin flip (laughs) on Sunday. Heads or tails? Tails. Niners or Chiefs? Who wins? Chiefs. Two nothing Chiefs. Mm. Kittle seventy five and a half is the over under on receiving yards. Will he go over seventy five and a half or under? Under. Iowa hosts Illinois on Saturday. Hawks are a five and a half point favorite. Take the Hawks. And tiebreaker closest closest without going over total points in the Super Bowl. Bill fifty one. Fifty one. Enjoy the game. Thank you. You too. Thank you, and I will. I'm assuming you will, too. Oh, no doubt. Uh, Kelly is next. Hi, Kelly. How are you? 
I'm good. How you doing, Ken? Doing fine, thank you. Uh, heads or tails on Sunday? Give me tails. Tails for you. Niners or Chiefs? Chiefs. Three nothing. Mm. Kittle seventy five and a half is the uh, the total over or under seventy five and a half receiving yards for Kittle. My boy George will go over. Over. Uh, I was a five and a half point favorite over Illinois Carver Hawkeye noon on Sunday. Um, love how the Hawks are playing. I watched Illinois last night. They're good. I'm going to take the points, but the Hawks are going to win. I, so give me I Illinois. Would, I would sign for both of those. And then the uh, tiebreaker uh, is total points in the Super Bowl. Closest without going over, Kelly? 53. 53. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Appreciate it. And Jim is up next as we bring Claxons to a close uh, for another week. Hi, Jim. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Heads or tails? Heads. Niners or Chiefs? I'm going to go opposite everybody. I, I love the Chiefs, but I'm going to say Niners. Niners for you. Kittle, does he go over or under 75 and a half yards receiving? Under. Hawkeyes give five and a half to Illinois on Sunday? Hawkeyes. And tiebreaker, total points in the Super Bowl closest without going over, Jim. I'm going to say 40. 40 it is. Well done. Appreciate it, Jim. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy the game. All right, there you go. And thank you to Claxons for allowing us to do that for yet another week. So, Trent, does it, our year-long contest, yes, our season-long contest, does it come down to this game? It does. You have a half-game lead over me. I have a half-a-game half lead. Half-game lead. That's crazy. After that is- I dominated the month of September and beginning of October, you finally caught me after the AFC-NFC Championship weekend. Hmm. You had the lead by half-game. We're just doing the Super Bowl, no total. Mm-hmm. I got some props that I'm going to throw out there, but, well, as it has been seemingly for a long time, sir, the tee box is yours. Why, thank you. Oh, melancholy look at this game on Sunday. I think it's going to be a good game. I'm with everybody else. Seldom do they live up to the hype. just doesn't happen that way very often. I think this one will. And I asked Vinny Iyer in the first hour of the program, it comes down to a big kick. Butker, Robbie Gould. Butker, obviously a stronger leg. Gould, been there a long time. This could be a field goal to win it type of game. I'm going to take the Niners. I think the defense is enough to carry them. Patrick Mahomes scares the crap out of me. This is not an anti-Chiefs pick. If the Chiefs win, I'll be very happy for the fan base that I've had a whole lot of fun with over the 24 years. Uh, So good luck to you and your fan base. But if I'm betting, I'm going to take the Niners. Niners, if they win, I win the season-long contest. Trent Condon. Well, it's very simple then. I'm on the other side. I like Kansas City. The reasons are pretty simple. It's Patrick Mahomes over Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that gap is a lot more significant than many people are playing it out to be. I think they're going to still able be able to score because of how good the tackles have been. And as a whole, I was looking at some numbers. That offensive line, you know, we talked about the interior of the Chiefs not being maybe great. At least in pass protection this year, they have been great. Fourth in the league in pass protection. I think they'll do enough to keep Mahomes upright, move him around in the pocket. They score enough and they win this one. I'll lay the point and a half and take the Kansas City Chiefs. I got some props that I'm going to play around with this weekend. I do like the Illinois-Iowa, the Hawkeyes total points in that game versus Kittle receiving yards just because of the local angle to it. If I had to make a bet on that one, I think I'd be on the Kittle side just because he can go a lot higher mm-hmm. than the number that Iowa basketball And that's it. Will, William Hill has that one, do William they? Hill has that one. Yeah. One of my bigger ones that I'm playing this weekend, got to lay some juice here, minus 240, a big juice. One and a half fumbles in the game. Of course, I'm on the underside of that one. 
NFL. Recovered uh, fumbles or yes. fumbles? Recovered fumbles. Gotcha. How often do you see a game with two or more yeah. fumbles in the NFL? It's incredibly rare. Going to be playing around with that. Some other cross-sport props that I'll have, too. Justin Thomas, uh, birdies versus, what was that one? I, we did it on the TV show. I'll have them all up on Twitter on Sunday. Everything I'm firing at, though. Follow me at Trent Condon. All right. Uh, my one prop that I like better, I, I'm going to go that uh, Travis Kelsey will catch the first pass. Plus 250. It's Kelsey, plus 250, first catch uh, from Mahomes. All right. Well, enjoy the game, folks. It's going to be great. Yeah, I hope it is. I hope it lives up to it. I really and truly do. Uh, be safe wherever you're watching it. Enjoy it. And we'll be back on Monday to talk about it, right? Oh, Not a national holiday. It should be. You know, will they ever change it to Saturday? What's more likely? They they move it back to President's Weekend and, and make it a national holiday? Works for me. Or they move the game to Saturday. Move it back to pres. Extend the season. They're going to go to 17 weeks in all likelihood. There you go. That gets us one week closer. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you start one week later and get it to President's Day? It would be... It'd be the right thing to do, I think. But will it happen? We shall see. Well, we shall hear from Murph and Andy uh, coming up today at 2, and then the Fanatics will slide on in here at 4 tomorrow morning, Saturday uh, pregame with uh, Sean Roberts and Emery Songer. They'll be on the air tomorrow at 8 o'clock, and we'll start another week's worth of local programming Monday at 6 with the Morning Rush. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for being here. We really appreciate it. We are Miller and Condon, 10 to noon, every Monday through Friday on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, and now at 106.3 FM.